Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years. And now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life. Thanks very much for carving out some time for us this Saturday morning, which is our new time. We're here every Saturday from 9 to 9.30. We used to be on Sunday mornings right here on ESPN 1520. So now we're off and running on the weekend a little earlier. I hope you uh, enjoy the show. And please feel free to reach out to me anytime if you have any guest ideas or folks you'd like to uh, have on the show. My direct line here at Entercom Radio is 843 843-0651. Look forward to your feedback always. And you may know I'm pretty active on social media. In fact, you can see our guest, Mary Jean Jakubowski's lovely face on my Facebook page this morning. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. So I encourage any and all feedback uh, here at Entercom Radio and through my personal uh, social media. Well, as I mentioned, Mary Jean is back for an encore appearance. You may know Mary Jean from um, many media appearances. I've seen her on TV and heard her on radio, and it's always a joy to have her here in studio with me. She's the executive director of the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library System, and she's been with the uh, library for 27 years, so you started pretty young. I would like to think so, yes. <laughs> Good morning, Mary Jean. Welcome back. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me, Brenda. Always a pleasure to talk about one of my favorite things uh, since I was a kid, which is reading. And uh, you've been at the helm now, out of those 27 years, for seven and a half years, Mary Jean. What was it like when you uh, became the head honcho at the library? Well, you know, that's a really good question, and and one not many people really ask me other than to say, why? Why would you do that? Um, You know, and to be honest with you, um, you know, taking taking over the Buffalo New York County Public Library from my predecessor, a woman by the name of Bridget Quinn Carey, she had some really big shoes to fill. Um, You know, she had started uh, quite a few initiatives, including um, some very... um, poignant initiatives dealing with literacy, as well as continuing to expand um, our technological assets. And so we continue to do that today. We've certainly kept that mode going forward. But libraries have changed so much over the course of the years, even I mean, 27 years, I can tell you, dramatic changes, as you can well imagine. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. But even in the course of the past seven and a half years, significant changes, significant in the context of how people obtain information. Where do they go to get their information? What is now the role of a librarian? How has that changed? Um, you know, what are the things that we offer and the fact that we focus tremendously on being the center of the community, really in playing that integral role of the gathering space on a local basis? You know, I think about how our industry has changed. I've been here at Entercom for 15 years, but in, have been in the media for a long time. And even the last five years, let alone 10, completely different, very much a focus on digital. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I notice is that there's a real focus in our business with the marriage of both radio and digital. And I think that's a good thing because it's ways to reach people that perhaps weren't available before. And why not ride the wave? Digital is not going away in any shape, manner, or form. Wouldn't you agree? Couldn't agree with you more, Brenda. And, you know, just as as your industry has changed and a lot of things have gone digital, there are so many offerings that we have now on the downloadable basis and digital collections and such. So libraries aren't just buildings anymore. We're open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day via the internet and through our webpage at www.buffalolib.org. 
buffalolib.org, or important to know that it's .org. And, you know, uh, when I get information, uh, when you're coming on the show, Mary Jean, you're a very competent PR person, <laughs> Joy Testis and Quino, who I've known for a long time, uh, sends me information. And one of the things that's always after her signature is the fact that the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries have more than 3.2 million materials, books, ebooks, DVDs, music, Blows my mind. Never, ever thought there would be that much in, you know, an area of this size. Absolutely. You know, we have one of the largest collections um, that you will find. Uh, Now, that is throughout our 37 locations and our library on wheels. Our downtown central library holds over 1 million volumes itself. Um, We have tremendous collections dating well back um, into the 1700s. We have rare and unique items that go back B.C. Um, So Mm. we have a tremendously in-depth and very proud collection, something that we are just thrilled to be able to share with the residents of Erie County and beyond. And you know, you can come into the library, any one of those 37, for free, right? Absolutely. There's no there's no charge. Um, the, the You know, we do have some small charges for services, things like printing, and that's to recoup the cost of the paper and the ink, things of that nature. But you can come into the library, you can lose, use a computer for free. We have high-speed internet access at all 37 locations, plus Our Library on Wheels is a mobile hotspot, and our Wi-Fi is available 24-7. So even when our libraries are closed, there are places in Erie County that they're still on dial-up. In today's day and age, you find that surprising? Very much so. But when you look at us, you know, we we do have those hills and valleys in Erie County. People will come and they will sit in our parking lots and they will use our Wi-Fi because it is high-speed access. And that really makes a difference, especially for students or if somebody's planning a trip and they're trying to do things online. You really, you know, today's a fast-paced world, so we want to keep up with that fast-paced sense of the world and offer such services. I'm so glad you said that, Mary Jean, because I think people still have an image of a library as this very staid, you know, academic place and it's quiet and you can't talk and it's dusty and there might be little old ladies running around who are the librarians you know it's not like that at all is it or do you find that that perception still exists you know the perception still exists but boy I would welcome anyone to walk through any of our doors and and I dare people to really see um, you know any of what you just described although I I won't say that you know you might not find you might find a dust ball here or there (laughs) and you might find that wonderful smell of of books especially in our old and rare collections but truly what you will find are centers of activity, a lot of things going on. We certainly have those quiet research-like areas because that is the tradition of a library and we're always going to have books despite what anybody might tell you. And believe it or not, not all the information is found on the internet. Um, so we encourage people to come in and take a look, come to a program, attend a lecture, um, come in and uh, listen to a story time with the kids, watch a movie. We have movies for free. Um, you can come in and you can take out DVDs if you'd like to do that. Um, we also have wonderful areas of high technology, areas called maker spaces. Several of our libraries are developing or have developed maker spaces including our very own launch pad downtown at the downtown central library. Yeah, let's talk about that. Those are some of the cool things happening at the central library, which of course is in downtown Buffalo. Uh, it's such a kind of landmark, I think, Mary Jean. Everybody seems to know it. Um, you know, it's a 400,000 square foot building. You can't miss wow. it, really. Th- that's for sure. Even <laughs> if there's a snowstorm, right? Even if there's a snowstorm. Um, so the Central Library's launch pad, Makerspace, that sounds like something very high tech. What exactly does that involve? Well, you know, a Makerspace, is, it's, a little, um, it's, it's a little deceiving when people think 
it's only high tech. Um, it really isn't. It's really about hands-on creativity and learning and innovation. And it can be very high tech. For example, we actually have two sound studios at the Downtown Central Library, free of charge for people to come in and use. We've got some budding recording artists doing things. We've got a green screen. We've had uh, college students come in and do some of their classwork in front of the green screen. Really exciting. 3D printers are down there. We've got robotics. We've got um, we've got things from uh, making uh, electrical currents. We we do a lot of fun with the with the science, uh, technology, engineering, and math, STEM resources. But we also do low tech things. We do paper making, and we do. On various crafts and different activities. We've had knitting clubs, all kinds of great things, just a lot of fun and excitement. There's something always to do at the Central Library and really at any of our libraries. Yeah, it's not as if that's the place you have to go necessarily, right? Because throughout the communities of Western New York, there are plenty of opportunities. Do you find that a lot of women will come in, perhaps like for a girls' day out or something like that? You know, absolutely. We we have, um, we just love our book clubs. And we have got book clubs, uh, not necessarily sponsored by the library, but we've got book clubs from all over the county that are coming in and utilizing our facilities as that meeting space or that gathering space. We have organizations who will host their meetings um, on site at the library because it is a comfortable, warm, and welcoming facility. And safe. And safe, yeah. absolutely. And we pride ourselves in those things. I always stress, we are a public building, but we take every effort that we can to make everyone feel comfortable and welcome, and anyone can utilize us. What are the hours of the Central Library, and, and do they coincide with the other community libraries? So all of our libraries have different hours, and a lot of that is driven by what is needed, particularly in the community. At the Downtown Central Library, we are open Monday through Saturday, 8.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., we are open till 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we are, during the school year, open on Sundays from 12 noon to 5 p.m. Wow, that's terrific. There are certain things that you just sort of take for granted, but it's good to know the details on that. So this Launchpad Makerspace, it'll be there for quite some time to come, right? Oh, absolutely, and it continues to evolve and grow. And for any of those teachers that might be listening today, we will actually bring portions of our Makerspace into the classroom oh, really? and work with you on your core curriculum and develop, we develop programs around such. So we've got some great things. So when I said before, libraries just aren't about the buildings, but we're not just about the buildings either. We're out there in the community. Yes, all yes. kinds of things. And we love to get into the classrooms or into community centers, senior centers. The list goes on and how, on. How would somebody contact you about that? Do you have a community outreach person? So you can absolutely call the Downtown Central Library at 858 8900. That's 858-8900. We'll connect you with the right person. So if it's an adult, we have somebody who's working with adult programming and senior programming. We have people working in the technology fields. We also do all kinds of technology classes. So no one should be afraid of technology anymore. We're going to help walk you through it. And a lot of people are using those nooks and kindles these days. Right. And I know there's still... I'm still have a hesitation on how to use my my particular Kindle. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've got one on one classes that we will provide uh, to people. They just have to call us at 858-8900. We'll get you all set up. They, there may be some real anxiety about that because a lot of folks uh, perhaps were not exposed to computers 
until they were much older. And it's it's uh, tough to teach an old dog new tricks. And I don't mean that with any <laughs> sense of disrespect. I mean that in, in general terms. No, and let's face it, Mary Jean, there's so much absolutely. changing all the time, even for people who are computer savvy. Absolutely. You know, the the, the derivation is, is absolutely tr- tremendous. And the diversity that we have in our community is really what makes us so special in our community. And we welcome that. And so we want to help both young and not so young, but young at heart folks. So come on into the libraries or give us a call or check us out online and so many different things that you can do with your Buffalo and Erie County Public Library card or even without a card. You don't need a card to come in our building. Oh, so you can come in. And the card is free, as we mentioned. So, card is absolutely But you can still come in. You can always come in and participate in the programs. We've got some special events to talk about at the library, both this month and next month. And uh, when I talk with uh, Mary Jean, there's always things that open my eyes about the library. We'll get into some other factors coming up as the year rolls on and as the show rolls on right after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Viagra. There, I said it. Viagra is very expensive, but sildenafil, the active ingredient, is a fraction of the cost at Pine Pharmacy. Talk with our pharmacist today about sildenafil, available in 20 milligram tablets for $2.50 each, a savings of over $50 per dose with free shipping. For more information on sildenafil, call Pine Pharmacy at 716-332-2288. That's 716-332-2288. If you have news about the latest happenings around the Buffalo Niagara region, contact Brenda during the week at 843-0651. That's 843-0651. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. It's the Sports Collectors Expo, February 16th and 17th at Batavia Downs. Autographed guests include current Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, as well as former sports stars Lawrence Taylor, Tony Dorsett, Steve Tasker, Marv Levy, Robert Parrish, Joe Carter, Tino Martinez, and Gilbert Perot. Also appearing will be other basketball, wrestling, baseball, and football stars. Full details at legendsandstars.net. While here, discover why Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel is the area's premier entertainment destination. Open daily, 8 a.m. to 4 a.m. off through exit 48, Batavia. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. Welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. And I'm here with Mary Jean Jakubowski, who is the executive director 
of the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library System. Mary Jean, how often do you get out to the other libraries around the area? You know, I try to get out as frequently as possible. Our, every library is different, and every library is a treasure within their own communities. And I am so proud of the work that every single library is doing. We have phenomenal staff. I'm sure you hear that from every one of your guests. But I have to tell you, I believe our staff, we're there for the members of our community. And whatever we can do to, to assist people, all they have to do is ask us. I think there's a real love of the library. I live in Williamsville, and, and there's a pie contest every year. <laughs> <laughs> you probably is. heard about there that is. in the summer, and it's just phenomenal. One time I had the pleasure of being a judge, and then I waddled home. Um, but um, it's a way for people. And, you know, when we were there, we did it um, at the Williamsville Town Park, you yeah. know, right right across from right Glen across, Park. Right? And uh, there were a lot of people who had children with them and toddlers and teenagers and then, you know, adults and older adults. Mm-hmm. Everybody was enjoying the aspect of raising money for a community treasure like the library. So it means so many different things to different people. I love the fact how it's evolving. And one of the things you're very cognizant about, I think, is doing programs that are consistent with what's happening in a given month. And February is Black History Month. What's different about that than you know what you would do during the course of a year? So we always have something special going on in our libraries. And many months, as we know, are designated, You know whether there be a national holiday surrounding something or if it is uh, just a celebration community wide we want to jump on board with that because we are a part of the community. Uh, and so Black History Month is something that's very special to us particularly at the downtown central library and within our Buffalo branches. You know, this year was our 41st year of our major celebration of Black History Month. And I am so proud that we can continue that tradition, starting under a gentleman who was in library administration, a gentleman by the name of Bill Miles. He may very well be listening. So hi, Bill, if you are. Um, Just somebody, you know, we always, uh, many of us look up to um, with the traditions that he started. So throughout Black History Month, we will have various programs in celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King. Other African-American traditions we're celebrating. Uh, We certainly are uh, looking at um, different exhibits that we have. We have a great exhibit uh, at the Downtown Central Library for Black History Month, uh, Michigan Street Corridor, Michigan Baptist Church, all kinds of wonderful things. You know, there is a tremendous uh, black history here uh, in Western New York. The Underground Railroad. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think nationally we may be known for. But there are so many other things. And so I'm not going to tip anybody's hat. I'm going to say, come on down to the library and let's learn a little bit more, whether it be down at the Central Library or any one of our our libraries. The Frankie Merriweather Junior Branch Library has lots of activities Mm -hmm. going on. Those activities can all be found on our website. And that, again, is www.buffalolib.org. And that library is right on Jefferson. Avenue, right? It is. It's a beautiful facility. At Jefferson and Utica. And let me tell you the treasure that this library is. This library was designed after an African village by a local uh, African-American architect, a gentleman by the name of Robert Coles. We're very proud of this particular building. There are so many things in this building that have a sense of, uh, of community, a sense of tradition. And we are currently undertaking a project 
which I just love, and that is to put up placards throughout that library to explain what the architecture means. What do those colors mean? What does this carving mean? What is this all about? And so we hope people will come on down and learn. It is just a tremendous resource. And there we have the William A. Miles African American Resource Room filled with wonderful, wonderful treasures of our community and beyond. How fitting to pay tribute to William Miles like that. It's got to make your just heart somebody warm your heart. near and dear in my heart, yeah. and uh, I, you know, I know Bill is is just uh, Bill is still with us, and he is just a special friend to the library. He spent his whole career there; I believe it was uh, about forty years there, and uh, somebody that I truly look up to. And as I said, uh, a man ahead of his time, uh, and also a gentleman who created many traditions throughout our library what system. A, what a visionary! How Absolutely. great to know about that, Mary. I had no idea about Mr. Miles. Now, do you find that schools come in? Uh, Will will, uh, public schools bring kids in to see these exhibits? Absolutely. Um, Public schools, charter schools, uh, parochial schools are setting class visits. They can do that at that 858-8900 line. We love to have the students in. We will work with the teachers to design a program and give tours. Something that excites us tremendously is just to see the kids come in and absolutely light up when they see the amount of resources and truly the fun that they can have at the library. I love it. And something near and dear to my heart next month is Women's History Month. I think, you know, much like perhaps some minority communities, I think women have been taken for granted in many ways. Uh, It's still a glass ceiling out there, in my opinion. What are you doing special for Women's History Month? So we do a lot of things for Women's History Month, and we collaborate tremendously with uh, these great community partners that we have. Our kickoff for Women's History Month is Friday, March 1st at 4 p.m., and that is going to be at the Downtown Central Library. But there are all kinds of programs and activities going on throughout the community, not just the libraries. We put together a community calendar for Women's History Month. And so just a couple of things. Um, There is an exhibit uh, called Spots of Light to Be a Woman in the Holocaust. Uh, That is going on uh, at the Central Library as well. This is going to be a great exhibit, really giving, uh, paying homage homage to uh, women in the Holocaust. We have uh, annual Roses for Outstanding Communities uh, Ceremony, which is which is hosted by Eva Doyle. Eva Doyle is somebody very well known um, in, in the community, a retired teacher great friend of the library. She does a lot with us. We also have all kinds of uh, programs um, from the AAUW, Girl Scouts of America, Young Audiences of Western New York, uh, who is located, um, their offices are located at the Downtown Central Library. On second Saturdays, they have various programs in the month of March. It's called Power of Words, and that's poetry, and uh, it's a poetry and video program for all ages, and I would encourage um, you know, folks to come to that. This very long and involved schedule is also found on our website, um, or you can go into any one of our locations and get information on the activities going on about women's I uh, love it. And, and we can't stress enough that it's all free. Absolutely. Love it. All free and open to the public. And really no excuse not to go. 
Um, reading is so important nowadays, Mary Jean. And I often think, and I find myself doing it sometimes, we text so much. And sometimes when I'm writing an email or actually writing out something on paper, I tend to use those same abbreviations. <laughs> so I wonder sometimes, do we lose something with all of this technology? That's why I think reading is so important still. You can really see the words and, make, and understand even the connotations of words and nuances, that kind of thing. Why do you have a 2019 winter reading initiative? Is it to combat some of that, perhaps? Well, some of it, you know, is certainly to combat that. You know, reading is is truly, um, you know, it's the basis of lifelong learning. And so we always are encouraging learning uh, for all ages. Mm-hmm. And reading plays such an integral role in that. But we want to have fun. And we want everyone to realize that we, you can also do reading just for enjoyment, pure enjoyment. And so we hold a winter, uh, winter reading contest. This year's is called Warm. Warm up with a good book, and you know, last last week oh. we we're all hopefully warming up with it with no that doubt. great book. This will go through March 15th. There are winners at every location. It's actually a contest. People can enter great prizes. Uh, Overall prize is a Kindle Fire HD. Um, And we know that many people are using their devices for reading these days, which can be a great thing. I happen to just love to hold that that book in my hand. You and me both. Uh, But that being said... It is a great prize, and I know for travel, it's a great way yes. to uh, to take it. Or if the kids are in the car, instead of playing a video, have them read a book on that on right. that device. You know, so technology can really enhance our uh, literary skills. We also have books that you can listen to. Many people are auditory learners, mm-hmm. or just simply, you know, sometimes you want to hear something that might not be, um, you know, today's news. You want to hear something that's just for for enjoyment and comfort. The news is great though i have can't stress that enough to my news only after you listen to this show right after you listen to this show you bet (laughs) then you can uh, listen to uh, books on tape and again you can come in there's a wide variety from which to choose and again no cost i can't stress that enough and you know something else i have to tell you if you go to your local library and you don't find what you're looking for just ask one of the staff members if we've got it elsewhere in our library system we're going to transport that book now there is a nominal cost to that and that's you know for the stocking fee and on restock it's 25 cents to move a book between locations it's a dollar if you for for videos but you know we have people who are getting you know five six videos sent around so very very much more reasonable it's a bargain right um so we can do that and still if we don't own a book we have a service called interlibrary loan we will search internationally to obtain a book for you, the book that you are looking for, if we don't have that in any of our collections. It just boggles the mind how much you do and how much you do for free for this community. Absolutely. Uh, the time is, is getting away from us quickly. We've got about a minute left, Mary Jean, and I want to ask you about the World War One exhibit that's been at, at your library for quite some time, and it's still there and available. It is. Uh, the, uh, it's called Buffalo Never Fails, the Queen City and World War One. This is a phenomenal exhibit. It's a 3,000-square-foot exhibit of artifacts, community artifacts, but also resources from the Downtown Central Library. In particular, I'd like to call out our tremendous World War One. These are original posters, propaganda posters from World War One that were donated to our collection. All totals in our collection, I believe the number is over 1,600, about 1,200 different ones. Some of them are duplicates, but we have many of them on exhibit. And if you see the World War One exhibit once, come back every six months and we have a whole new series of posters going up. Absolutely beautiful. 
We have guided tours every Saturday at 2 p.m. Great but you know. can always arrange for a tour for a group or an individual. Just give us a call. What better thing to do in the dead of winter? Absolutely. You know, great way to get out of the house, learn I, something, you know, and enjoy people, it. People come into the Central Library, very large building. Once they're there, it's fun to watch. They're like, wow, I, I didn't now? know, yeah. and I'm never leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you could kill a lot of hours in there. It's absolutely wonderful. Mary Jean Jakubowski, who is the executive director of the Buffalo and Erie County Library, a web that's very vast and uh, just full of value and uh, learning for all of us. Central Library, 858-8900. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. Thanks to Kevin Carr for pushing on the buttons. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520. Seven days a